are clear. Stand by. Stage reset and house lights. Thanks, team, for another great show. I'll see you all backstage. This is Designed to Change Backstage Conversations. Welcome back, uh, Ali Bailey, to the backstage part that got delayed by over 11 months. <laughs> nice to be here. Thank you. <laughs> so in your last conversation, with my colleague Rolf Frissen, uh, on site at IMAX in 2022 in mm -hmm. Frankfurt, um, we focused on your role as the user experience designer uh, on mm -hmm. the team at IMAX. You've been on the team for pretty much all of the shows except the first one if i recall correctly from that's that, that's uh, right yeah I, I don't even want to think about how many years that is uh, but it's <laughs> i think it's coming up for 20 now which is um, frightening if anything yeah so with 20 of these shows under your belt and um i remember at the time uh, my colleague was talking to you about you know because i think it was on the last day of the event you always have that exhilarating feeling of seeing the show come back to life, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Thousands of people getting together in yeah. Hall 8 and Hall 9 in Frankfurt. I'm just setting the scene for those that do not know the trade show called IMEX, which is a trade show for the meetings and events industry. Um, how is that feeling when you are walking away from a show like that and now back into the runway of setting up for the show that's coming up in May of 2023? Sure. Well, I mean, it kind of, I guess it might seem cyclical and very linear like that, but in reality, it, it's not really. We were already um, well under planning, underway planning the next one. And and of course, our sister show in Las Vegas as well, simultaneously with, with planning the, the Frankfurt one. And um, just to give you a bit of background about the way that we work, really, um, you're right, I am involved in a lot of the experiential things at IMEX, but I'm just one person uh, um, who's part of a group that um, that love this kind of thing and get involved in this kind of thing. Uh, so we, we, we're not necessarily a team at the um, uh, in the company. We're, it's more of a cross-departmental um, thing, a, a squad, a project group, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. um, people from different disciplines who get together just specifically to look at the experiential elements of, of the show, really what it feels like to walk through it, what it feels like to be there and interact. And we, um, throughout the year, then we have lots of ideas. We pursue those. Um, if there's a uh, cost involved, we cost those out and plan them. And mm. um, let's say 50% actually get across the finish line, either because um, the rest of it needs more thought and we've run out of, of time, which is quite often, um, you know, um, an enemy for all of us. Um, or we just haven't developed the idea enough yet. We don't think it needs a few more iterations. Um, so mm. they don't get thrown away. They go into an ideas bank to be turned over a few more times. Uh, and then um, it could well be that um, we change our, um, our theme, our guiding principles for the next time. And we can immediately say, oh, you know what? Um, we know what will work really well. That thing that we were going to do last year, you know, let's bring that out. That'll work really well. Or what if we changed it to be this way? That'll work even better. So um, we've got this constantly rolling, you know, ideas mill where we're um, creating these things um, mm -hmm. uh, all the year round and then applying them where they best uh, fit the solutions, um, you know, uh, that we're designed for. So 
it never really stops. There's, of course, busy times and quiet times, and there's times when we can go out and do some research, mm-hmm. um, and times when uh, we're reflecting on um, on the events that we've just done. There's um, a lot more emphasis, I think, now on um, uh, collecting data from live events and being able to, um, you know, crunch that data and use it um, to um, to further experiential goals. Um, there's a lot more tech out there than we had um, in the past, um, but it doesn't, uh, doesn't mean that we're not still using observation, just standard observations as well. Um, so there's a review phase as well that we'll be thinking about um, when we are actually on site and then immediately afterwards. But as I say, the actual creative it is just a constant um, cycle, really, of ideas, exploring them, putting them back on the drawing board and spinning them around again. That's terrific. So uh, I know that we have a session planned. Uh, IMAX this year will be 23 through mm. 25 May. Uh, and actually, there is a lot of activity going on also immediately preceding IMAX on, on the Monday, the 22nd. Mm-hmm. Um, for I know for a fact that on Thursday, we're going to be having a look at IMAX behind the curtain on event design and measurement, right? So together mm-hmm. with uh, your colleague, Anna Geisemann, the design manager at IMAX Group, and Panos mm-hmm. Mutafis, um, uh, who is with the Zenus AI. You talked about data a little bit before. Mm-hmm. You as the interaction designer, we're going to be digging deeper into uh, what is happening um, behind the curtain of a show like IMAX, which when the show is on, must be quite thrilling because after three days you will have seen the mm. impact of all of the things you currently have on the design drawing board. Mm. Um, Ollie, I know many of the listeners in our podcast are event designers and many are event owners. And the thing that freaks them out most is how do you take these wonderful design narratives and all these wonderful conceptual things mm-hmm. and turn them into a 3D reality that people actually walk around in? Help us understand yeah. a little bit about <laughs> that part of it. Because you said, you said time is your enemy. Sure. It's also your friend when you're thinking about things. But it is. How how do you do that? Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I mean, I'll talk through a little bit. I mean, there's some stuff that I kind of don't want to talk about, if that's okay, because we're a live event and and there are some things I like to be purely live. Um, but yes. there are some things I don't mind talking about um, and I want to talk about. Um, but the process is the same for both anyway. Um, mm-hmm. Because we are um, a live format, um, there's absolutely no substitute from actually going into those spaces uh, and putting yourselves in the positions of the people that you're designing for. Um, but I'm sorry, let me backpedal a little bit there. Uh, one thing that's really crucial is that you're operating, I think, from a, a point of view of empathy. And... Um, we spend so much time and effort in in maintaining that, and it isn't a question of just um, you know doing one focus group session and then just set it and forget it. It doesn't work like that. You know, um, constant contact with people, your everything changes all the time. So you need to continually have this flow of information, flow of data, contact, direct contact, asking people questions, listening is the most important tool that we have. Um, so and then you know once you've established that foundation for design, having that point of view of empathy, the personas, knowing the people you're designing for, then it becomes easier to do the thing that I mentioned. Then put yourself in their shoes. So um, we did that almost literally in that we we, we made a point of um, going out to Frankfurt this time round, looking where we were wanting to place some of the um, the larger elements there, and 
walking that arrival process this is what they'll see at this point this is what they'll see oh okay that doesn't work there's a pillar in the way i didn't know that was there it's very very important to do those kind of things to get a visual feel of it at that perspective mm -hmm. Um, and also as well, you know, um, it's great that, um, you know, we had to do the journey from from London to Frankfurt. So we literally step off the plane, then get on the bus, then go to Frankfurt. So, you know, we know what state of mind we're in when we arrive. Um, and that's important as well. You know, so all of this kind of context is, is really, really important to then re thinking whether these ideas that we had actually look really good on paper. But it'd be much better if we did it this other way now or 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 that kind of works but now i'm here i know something that's even better that works and that's not mm -hmm. just for our ideas as well we have we're very lucky in that we have some very good um organizations we work that um sponsor activations and there are a lot there's a lot more of drive now to get involved in in um elements that are, that are more active and hands-on at the show that are giving you know really exploiting that live environment rather than it just being flat branding in a in a 3d mm -hmm. environment mm -hmm. but actually getting people engaged with things um, and, you know, we're working with them continually to make sure that those things are successful as well. Mm -hmm. um, so exactly what I said, then the placement, just um, the look and feel of that, how are people going to react to that? Because we wouldn't want to place something in a situation where there's already um, a deficit of emotion when, when people mm -hmm. are arriving to it. We want to make sure that they're at least neutral, if not, you know, in an elevated, um, you know, positive um, state when they experience that so that's very very important um, and then you mentioned uh, measurement as well also at that time we have to think well what are our success criteria here um, can we I mean how would we know that it works because you know it's all right just intuiting these things and working on our experience and that can take us quite far but especially when it comes around to working with other companies and sponsors you know who are investing in this uh, more than just their time um, you want to be able to give them some numbers at the end of it, um, something that they can take away or at least something, uh, some insights, really. Uh, and that's the real difference, I think, between um, doing something that's a bit more active and exciting against something that's more just traditional branding and, and, and flat is that um, the insights that you can draw from it. Yeah. So the ethnographic research you do yourself, right, by going through the journey and, and stepping mm. through the through the curve, let's say the, the the whole cycle, almost like the roller coaster ride you go through when you have your event, uh, mm -hmm. is 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 one of your reference points. Uh, you have all of these participants going to your event that are potentially sharing some of this data, but also, mm -hmm. what are some of the new types of data collection that you're going to be applying next year? If 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 there's anything you can share there already, yeah. or if that's something we keep for the session, but is there any um, sure sneaks behind the curtain you can give us already? Uh, we're continually looking for new ways to get um, feedback for sure. Um, well, we've got a new event management system um, we're working with this time around. That's a big, uh, big deal for us, and um, that should give us access to a lot more, um, a lot more data. One crucial thing is that um, you know badge scanning, lead scanning is now part of the whole package, so anybody can sort of scan anyone, which is a very nice feature really well buyers and exhibitors can scan each other um, and they don't even need to be wearing a badge really so they can just collect that information in the evenings um, which is useful to us to know as well because um, traditionally you know people would have badges around their neck and they'd rent a badge scanner and these but none of that data would come to the organizer um, so it's useful to know just how much interaction like that um, that um, carries on um, we, uh, we've worked in the past with um, a company you may know called Indemo, which is a mobile 
ethnography um, uh, provider. Um, if you don't mm. know what that is, that is essentially uh, like a diary study. Um, mm. It's ethnography because you're essentially in the moment, um, in the place, in the environment where things are happening. So it's essentially like a, a social media um, provider, but um, you're feeding back um, based on a few prompts and questions, um, mm -hmm. which you can keep quite loose. Um, which we do in the past, we've said, just tell us something that made, show us something that made you smile today. It might be one thing. And they could, um, you mm -hmm. know, upload a video or a, a series of images and things like that, mm -hmm. which has been very, very valuable to us. We'll be doing something similar this year with our own staff as well. We've realized that we've expanded quite a bit over the last year. And we've got quite a lot of new starters that this will be the first time that they've ever been to um, Frankfurt IMEX mm -hmm. as well. So we thought, well, why not use that? Uh, why not um, get them to actually do a diary study about, um, you know, their experience um, mm -hmm. of arriving there and, um, you know, experiencing the show and all all elements that every single part of that is new. Or some mm -hmm. of them may have been to our other show, our, our American show, but not Frankfurt before. So um, they're going to be arriving with certain preconceptions there. How much are those expectations being being met in reality, which is the, the big question really for us. So we'll be yeah. doing that. And then in Frankfurt for the first time, something we used in America was uh, partnering with um, Zenus, who is a facial analysis uh, provider um, that we we like very much. Um, and that can really help us from an operational point of view um, to, um, to see just how well we're doing and how test our hypotheses around engagement and um, sentiment uh, on areas that we put a lot of time and effort in creating these specific environments to um, mm -hmm. try and um, create these um, specific emotional states or at least um, mitigate against the stress and, you know, a lot of the um, noise uh, um, that, that goes associated with busy trade shows like that. So, uh, yeah, that's a partner we've worked with in America and was very, very interesting indeed, which who we'll be working with again. So this... Um this um reading the signal between the noise as you say it right it's uh there's so mm. much going on at the same time when you have the chatter mm. of how many thousand people get together uh, last year oh, we're looking it's usually around about ten thousand that we're able to count yeah so i mean imagine that amount of voice activity between people mm. all of the different interactions you're grasping more of these interactions and data points but also this idea of sentiment analysis or seeing what the actual facial expressions mm. of people are anonymized mm. is also a you know something that people may have gotten used to in retail or in other spaces maybe even online mm. uh, but now it's justified also in the live space um um i'm i'm really excited to see you know i in speaking with anna geiseman uh, your your design uh, mm -hmm. manager she she mentioned that good design works anywhere right which uh, mm -hmm. well she said it's not a fuel stop it's it's a springboard right yeah and 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 this is what i hear you saying is you have this cumulative resource of ideas and experiences that you tap into as a team mm -hmm. um and um i for one have been to many of these trade shows and i see well, the question is, can I make the distinction because there's a year in between them sometimes, right? Or half a year in between okay. them. I know my own emotion. I'm changing over time. Mm -hmm. um, I see the impact of the trade show on our business, uh, on the way we mm. interact with our community. And I think it's almost like uh, the sentiment over time creates an affiliation, creates a sense of community, a sense of connection that I think is mm. uh, uh, something that 
yeah, people, um, and I find this hard to express because making a distinction between a place you go to every year or multiple times per year versus the one you choose not to go to, uh, there's a very fine line in your own head between making that decision and mm. uh, time being so precious, as you mentioned. I think yeah. many of us have really kind of experienced how the travel time, the time away from mm. where you normally are can be very refreshing and, and exciting, but it's also a, a costly endeavor, right? Not just mm. in time, but also in expenses. Of course. Um, do you see an impact there between, you know, the behavior of people before the COVID situation and after the COVID situation? Has there been any mm. significant changes that you've been able to identify? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and you've you've hit the nail on the head there. Um, time is 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 we we put a survey out um, a while back, and it was um, I think it was a survey to do with uh, related to our education um, uh, services that so we were we were planning a new feature. And one of the questions we asked in that survey, um, I think it was to all of the um, the people from the dark region um, on our database. We asked them what Which is was Germany, Austria, and Switzerland, right? Just for those. Uh, that absolutely. Are, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we asked them, um, what's the what's the single thing, the single factor, um, or the single antagonist that would um, you'd have to consider um, in your decision whether or not to attend IMEX or even just shows mm -hmm. like IMEX? Mm -hmm. And I think something overwhelming, like about ninety percent, said their time in terms of the workload that they had at any at that moment. Now. I'm sure that that's always been a high figure, and that's always been a, a you know a significant concern. But but now it seems to have um, just um, rocketed a bit. I think in that everybody is so much busier than they were. Whether that's whether we're still getting over that pent up demand, or whether things um, have changed now and people have realised um, the value more of of face-to-face um, -face meetings. Um, or whether just um, flexible working just has meant that everybody's working twice as hard as they were before the pandemic. I don't know. But mm. whichever reason it is, it doesn't really matter because now it's a factor that um, event designers like us have to um, factor into our plans. Mm. Um, one way that we're trying to um, meet that um, requirement is um, we thought, well, hang on a second. If people are um, thinking, well, shall I attend IMEX or not? Depends what I have to do. Well, if if the stuff they have to do is office work, then they shouldn't have to make that choice. So um, we partnered with a uh, workspace company who have um, a really good facility in Frankfurt called Mimox or Mimox, mm -hmm. um, who are um, professional workspace designers um, and they're creating an area on the show floor this time around um, specifically designed for anyone who's attending um, to actually go there and, and and take a you know bit of time to get their work done so um, you know office space there everything that you would normally have with catering the sort of places the the, um, the workspaces that you would normally see in all the big cities where you can go mm -hmm. and get a booth or a table and, and and plug in for a few hours or a day or whatever um, mm -hmm. There's no reason why we shouldn't we shouldn't do that, and I think that's something we'll probably see more at larger events now, uh, where people, you know, just have this requirement um, not to be just be absent for a day, um, because everybody can spare a bit of time 
during their day at trade shows or, or most people can and then just spending an hour or so just to catch up on what you're doing it puts you in a better frame of mind you're then more attentive on the meetings that you have to attend at the show you're more inclined to look around be a bit more relaxed and um, it's better for everybody I think so it's definitely something that we've placed a focus on um, you know we've got a new workspace um, in partnership with Memox like I said and um, uh, I think definitely it's something that we'll see a lot more of. Excellent. Um, I, for one, I'm looking forward to the IMAX Behind the Curtain event and measurement uh, session. That's going to be on Thursday, mm -hmm. 25th of May, uh, 2023, in the Ocean Inspiration Hub, uh, stand 9004. I'm reading this off the brand new looking website that I see here uh, in front of me <laughs> that has just launched, I think, recently. Um, it's going to be at one o'clock in the afternoon. Um, uh, where we have an insight from Oli Bailey, Anna Geisman, Panas Mutafis, um, and we're going to be talking about you know how how the um, how the design came into action and what some of the changes are from previous editions. So, if you're looking for that insight inspiration, besides this uh, great conversation with Oli, um, I encourage you to be part of it. We're also going to be recording podcast on site, and you might hear some of the those that are featured here back on on the trade show floor however they're always pressed for time on side so that's why we take this opportunity backstage between the shows to have a little bit more uh, elaborate conversations um ollie is there any question that i should have asked that i forgot to ask oh that's a very good question yeah um not that i can think of no let's um let's save that one till um till we get on site and have our conversation there which i'm very look much looking forward to actually because i've not seen um i've not seen uh, panos for a long time so i'm looking forward to um to catching up with him there too excellent well i'm looking forward to that we'll see you on site mm -hmm. in frankfurt uh we'll, we'll we'll be there from the 22nd of may 2023 mm -hmm. running actually three uh event design certificate level one programs uh, with various partners that we have met over and over again at IMAX and has who have decided to to support the enablement of training people in event design, which I think is a great mm -hmm. development as well. We're going to be designing on site, doing work with MPI for the World Education Congress 2027, Destination Unknown. Uh, so we're going to run design sprints in the trade show booth on the Hall 9 feature, uh, where we're also going to be recording the podcast. So we look forward to getting work done whilst being at IMAX and connecting to the community and meeting new people. Um, and Ali, I'm sure that you will be doing the same. Um, I look forward to seeing you there on site. Well, absolutely. I will just say that if anybody is there, um, please go and um, and see the Event Design Collective on, on site as well. It's something that I'll definitely be doing, making time for this year. Um, well worth it. Um, so do, do, do um, just shelve a bit of time for that. Terrific. Thanks so much, Ali, and see you soon in Frankfurt. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Take care. You've been hanging out backstage on Design to Change Designer Conversations. Thank you for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe and share conversations online using hashtag Design to Change and hashtag Event Canvas. Want more thought-provoking content like this? Visit designtochange.online to purchase your copy of Design to Change, elevating your abilities to look and act beyond the now. Don't forget it's more than just a book. Experience a hard copy, audio format, video format, and even augmented reality. Experience it in your style and format. Tune into our next episodes and hear from more designers and change makers. Until then, we look forward to our next conversation.